On this episode of the podcast, I interviewed Patrick Caney. Patrick is a competitive yo-yoer sponsored by Unparalleled and is a member of the Scales Collective. In 2019, Patrick placed fifth at the national contest and seventh at the world yo-yo contest in 1A. Uh, This is going to be a two-part episode, so keep an eye out for that second episode sometime next week. All right, enjoy the episode. So let's start at the beginning. How did you get into yo-yoing? Oh man! Uh, so I started yo-yoing March two thousand nine. Uh, it kind of like seems like a long time ago, but like to me, it's how it doesn't feel like a long time ago. Um, and yeah, it was, it was pretty silly. My it's like a pretty similar story to most people. Like my dad just sort of showed me some tricks on a yo-yo, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And like took the yo-yo and was like all right, I'm going to learn these tricks that my dad knows now. And so I learned the tricks and kind of like went through the tricks like pretty quick. And I was like, oh, well, I need a different yo-yo now because this other yo-yo is like not good enough for me for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) And we all get stuck in that loop. (laughs) Yeah. So then starting in March 09, the world champion at the time was John Ando. Mm -hmm. So that was like the first yo-yo freestyle I saw was like Ando's like world's winning freestyle. Oh, nice. (laughs) It's like starting off on like a really high note. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I somehow like stumbled upon like Yo-Yo Expert or Yo-Yo Nation or something like that. I, I can't really remember which one. Um, and I like saw like the superstar and was like, "Yo, like Yo-Yos are like a hundred and twenty dollars. Right. This is crazy, man." <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, watched watched uh, Ando's freestyle and uh, was like, "Yeah, Yo-Yo comps seem seem really sick." So. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of started yo-yoing from there. I like Googled people on YouTube and like tried to copy their yo-yo tricks. That's like kind of how I started to learn was I just nice. tried to copy whatever people were doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, what else happened? Uh, yeah, then eventually found yo-yo expert and like saw Andre doing all the trick tutorials and things like that. So tried to learn some of the the like compulsory tricks. I like, I kind of missed the whole like era of doing like compulsories to like make it to finals by like a yeah. couple years. But, uh, yeah. It, so, so found the experts sort of did that. Um, my yeah, first those like are better, still, those are still definitely important tricks to learn just cause I, I think they're, they're basically the foundation of competitive yo-yoing even now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like they're, <laughs> they're like absolute must. Like you have to like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it was weird. I like taught someone how to do spirit bomb at worlds this year. And like they've been yo-yoing for like two years. I was like, you don't have spirit bomb. Yeah. It's like you learn wrist mount and then you learn spirit bomb and then you learn everything else in the wrist mount. Like that's how it goes. Right. Yep. So yeah, did, did you, did you learn, did you learn spirit bomb like pretty early on or like yeah, did you sort yeah. of do the trick ladder like as you're learning or. Yeah. Like it, it took me, I couldn't wrap my head around, uh, the wrist mount for a while like it took me a while to learn that and then it was like as soon as i learned it, it's like well i gotta be able to do something with this now so next thing was spirit bomb yeah it's like it's kept like pretty natural progression mm-hmm. um yeah oh man those like those compulsory i feel like it'd be so cool to like make people do compulsories like <laughs> i uh yeah this is actually kind of like this is, this is like kind of like a deep cut like oh, funny no funny story um so i grew up i grew up in fort collins colorado okay. and that means that I went to all of like the, the Denver yo-yo contests and things like that. And like one of the more prominent yo-yoers in like the Colorado yo-yo scene is this guy named John Gates. 
um, like really like classic yo-yo or like was one of like the pioneers of 4A. I think he created like the oh, okay. 4A bind or something like that. So oh, nice. so like pretty like pretty like innovative guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one thing that he would always do at like every Denver contest was like make everybody do trick ladder. <laughs> <laughs> so like. <laughs> I remember, like, one of, like, the first contests I went to, he was, yeah. like, we all had, like, a trick ladder circle. And, like, I didn't even know, like, the first <laughs> trick on the trick ladder. <laughs> so I felt, like, so stupid. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he would always, like, make people do it, which I thought, I always thought it was, like, as I got, like, older, and yeah, yeah, I thought it was, like, kind of cool. Because I was, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah have to learn all, like, the compulsory tricks. But I don't yeah. know. It's, it's kind of an interesting question of, like, is it better to, like, have a linear progression in yo-yoing mm-hmm. or a non-linear progression in yo-yoing? Yeah. What's cool yeah, though is, like, I mean, there's definitely room for both, and there's people that are really successful that have done it both ways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like I personally, I learned all that basic stuff and then kind of moved on from there. Uh, I know a lot of other people, they're like, yeah, I learned the mounts, and then that was it, and then started making stuff up on my own. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, especially nowadays, like, I feel like, I feel like so many yo-yoers just they just now because of like instagram and stuff you can yeah. just find like yo-yo tricks so easily yeah and like and then, what's crazy about it so like i am not creative in any way shape or form with the yo-yo but like you watch some of these guys and you're like i can't even wrap my head around what you just did let alone it is completely different than every other trick i've ever seen you do right it's, and it's crazy it, and it's weird because like nowadays like kids will just like learn these tricks mm-hmm. <laughs> like um oh man yeah i was listening to I was listening to like a, uh, um, I'm like a member of like the skills collective and we did an yeah. interview a while back with, a. um, it was either Tyler or Tressley and they were like saying that like the, the equivalent of this in like the early two thousands was like this video of this guy named Sage, like doing iron whip in his garage. <laughs> <laughs> and like they would show like, like iron whip was like the final trick of the trick ladder and <laughs> like no one at the national Yale league, like knew how to do iron whip. So they would just show everybody this like video of Sage like doing that's Iron so Whip, <laughs> and and it's like yeah, that's like Instagram in like the early two thousands yeah. or whatever. But but like yeah, nowadays like you know some kid probably sees the equivalent of like an Iron Whip trick and can like figure it out in like a day, mm-hmm. which is it's just insane to me because yeah. like I I feel like it's like really hard, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't really know what else to say about how I got into yoing other than yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, I, let's, uh, oh, sorry, let's sorry, transition sorry. that then in a. Uh, Good. How did you get into competitive yo-yoing? Um, it was honestly pretty soon after I started. Okay. Um, yeah, just getting into it, like seeing like Endo's freestyle. I think I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is like kind of like a cool, a cool path to take. Mm-hmm. Because Ando in particular did a really, he did a really groundbreaking freestyle, and I, I didn't really like realize it was groundbreaking at the time. Mm-hmm. So like, just sort of coming up in like my first like year or two of yo-yoing, I just thought that was like how everybody yo-yoed, mm-hmm. like. I didn't have like yeah, a yo-yo or there definitely oh sorry. A, there's definitely a couple times like when I look back at it that were like that, and you never realized it at the time. His was one. I think Jensen Kimmitz was one. Uh, the first year Gentry won it was definitely one where it's just like it was cool. Like it was a cool looking routine. It made you want to pick up a yo-yo if you've never played with one before and want to get into it. Yeah, and it's like it's very it's interesting to sort of back at that because like for the generation of people who started and that was like one of the first routines that they saw. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, that's sort of, is just like your like perspective of yo-yoing is like yeah. this person, like Ando was just doing all these like crazy, like body tricks and like running around mm-hmm. the stage and like 
just making Yaya look like I I remember watching it just thinking like man Yaya like just looks really cool. Exactly. Um, yeah, like any of those freestyles you mentioned are like very much like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So oh my gosh, how did, how else did I get into competition? Um, what was your first competition? Oh, oh man, my first competition was uh, South Central Regionals 2011. All right. I like I like left a lacrosse tournament like in the middle of the day to like go compete and then like went back to the lacrosse tournament after the contest. Right. It was held. It was like an outdoor contest and it was like 80 or 90 degrees out. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Um, yeah, I remember it was cool. Like I, I watched uh, like all these yo I honestly hadn't even like heard of like a bunch of these yo yeah. but I watched like Ben Condi do like a foray freestyle and like oh, throw man. the money at the end. And I was like, this yep. is sick. Like, <laughs> And then, um, you know, obviously like Zach was there and like I had known Zach for a while because we were both from Fort Collins. Oh, but nice. um. But yeah, the, no, the funny the funny thing that I wrote down was when I started yo-yoing, I wanted my main style to be 5A. Really? Yeah, it's like, I think it was because like just starting in 2009, that was when like mm. Tyler and Miggy and Sterling were like really like breaking ground in like the 5A competition scene. Mm-hmm. And like those guys just, just to like, I, I was like really uncool growing up and like probably mm. still am pretty uncool. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Just looking at like you know like Tyler and Miggy doing like studio sessions and stuff yeah. like that, I was these guys are like really cool and like they they like play with yo-yos and like that's mm-hmm. like kind of sick. So I was like, I'm gonna do five A because like I want to be like those guys, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I wanted to do five A. Was like my I was like I'm gonna be like the best five A yo-yo <laughs> that I can be. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I, I actually like kind of stuck on that wave for like a couple of years. I was like, yeah, five A is my thing until like 2012, maybe right. 2011 or 2012, and I started doing one A more seriously. Okay. Um, yeah, and then at that contest, I got like sixth in one A, and then top three in five A. Nice. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't like super competitive. I don't really remember what what all happened. Still but... pretty. Com- still pretty solid for a first go around, though. Yeah. Oh man. Getting on stage the first time is like so stressful. <laughs> yeah, I can I can bet. So uh, I mean, along those lines, like, what was that experience like for you? Like going to the contest or competing getting up on stage for the first time. Oh wow! Uh, well, getting up on stage for the first time was like, uh, I don't know. I was definitely like pretty nervous, but mm-hmm. I also thought like at the. <laughs> I like I I don't know what I don't remember how old I was. Maybe I was like I guess this at this time this was like um what 2011 so like 8 mm-hmm. years ago so I would have been oh man math is hard. Uh <laughs> 3 5 15. I right. was like 14 or 15 when this was happening. Yeah. And I just remember like just I I was like oh yeah like I'm really cool and like good at yo-yoing so like this will be fine. All right. <laughs> And then, like, the funny thing about going to these contests is you just realize that you're, like, not. And, like, <laughs> everybody's, like, way cooler than you and has, like, better tricks. <laughs> yeah. So I was, like, really I was like really nervous going up on stage. But, like, mm-hmm. at the time, I think I thought that I was really good. <laughs> and right. then went to the contest and uh, realized that I was not as good and probably got more nervous as the day went on mm-hmm. because I, like, met all these other yo-yoers. Because I only really met, like, maybe, like, one or two other yo-yoers mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I had only met like one or two other yo-yoers. So I was like, oh yeah, like I'm probably pretty good. Cause I only, I only had exactly. like such a small you're the, of friends, you're the best kid but... in your town. Like, 
Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, so yeah, any, anyhow, it was, it was, it was really fun. I just remember it being like a really cool contest. Like there was like, uh, there were like these guys playing like foot volleyball nearby, which oh, was like cool. kind of wild. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then Ben Condi threw the money at the end of his freestyle, and I was like, "Yo, that is so cool!" Yeah. <laughs> Man, his, his stuff was was awesome. Like when I was like into watching videos a while back, man, he was like my go-to. I'd be like, "I just need to watch some some yo-yoing." I'd pull up Ben Condi. Like his freestyles were. I think there's there's still some of my favorite to this day to watch. Oh, absolutely! Like he's the coolest guy to like show your friends too. Exactly. Like that's how you make yo-yoing <laughs> cool. You show people Ben Condi. <laughs> Yeah, like if you want to like convince people that yo-yo is not this like lame thing that you do, you just show them like a Ben Condi freestyle, and he like takes the jacket off and like throws the money or like throws the hearts or whatever, and it's like, it's it's awesome. So yeah, like seeing him at like one of my first contests, or that was my first, that was my first contest ever. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like kind of like influential. Um, oh, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, it was a cool experience. I mean, they they don't really like run this contest anymore, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I, I ended up going to SCR for like a bunch of years after that, and like. Because it was the only contest in Denver, mm-hmm. so cool. So yeah, that's competition journey, sort of. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, so moving on from that into like where you kind of are currently in conversation or in competition. So how would you explain? I know this is a really broad question, but how would you explain your style to somebody? Um, it's really funny because I, I was listening to your interview with Michael Furtico, mm-hmm. and I think I would just say the exact same thing as Michael Furtico. <laughs> like, <All right. laughs> I I like don't even think I have a, like a definite yo-yo style. I think, I think my tricks aren't like really that unique or cool or anything like that. It sort of is just like, mm-hmm. if I could say anything, it would just be my tricks are, I prioritize making them like pretty simple and like easy to understand. Um, and like lately in the past, like two years when I've been making yo-yo tricks or doing tricks in new ways, um, I've sort of been focusing on making tricks that I think feel really cool rather than tricks that look really cool. Um, which I think is sort of just like a natural progression that you make in yo-yoing. Mm-hmm. Like as you've been in the game for longer, like you, you stop caring so much about like, Oh, I want this like really crazy tech trick that'll like, I show to people and they're like real other yo-yoers are like really impressed by my trick. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you kind of just realize that like you're, you're more just like yo-yoing for yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. And if you're going for yourself, like you should do like the trick that you want to do all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's like what I've been working on recently is like just, just doing tricks that I really like enjoy doing. Um, nice. And nice. I think that that's like, I think that's, I would recommend that approach to like any or Yeah. And I, I definitely think that shows like in your performances. Cause like you're definitely one of the guys up there that's having the most fun. At least that's what it appears to uh, between the way that your tricks go and especially your choreography, like, you do a really nice job with that and it all just shows really well. Oh, well, I, I appreciate the compliments, Drew. That's a, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a big compliment. I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't really feel like it, but <laughs> it was funny. I was at, before we got on the podcast, I was talking to my wife and she's like, who are you, who are you interviewing? And I was like, ah, the guy that did his yo-yo routine to dream on at Worlds, And she goes, Oh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is like sort of memorable <laughs> yeah exactly because it's like it's it's all like certain kinds of music and then you get a classic rock song like that that's choreographed really well it sticks out yeah what what do you think of uh what do you think of these like yo-yoers who are using like sort of strange and like new music like I, examples I that i can think of 
So, so you're you're a fan of like the variety of music that people are yeah, using now. Like, I like my favorite yo-yoers are the guys that make and girls that make yo-yoing look cool. So, mm-hmm. however you take it, as long as it looks cool in the end, I'm a fan. Like, mm-hmm. I like the techie stuff. Like, I understand it. I think it's really cool. But it's like at the end of the day, I want to be able to show somebody that knows nothing about yo-yoing a routine and them go, oh, all right, I I understand it a little bit. I get why you right. like it. Yeah, I think that's like those are like definitely the people who will sort of like push yo-yoing exactly out to like more newcomers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and personally, I like I really try to be like somewhere in the middle, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 cool. I'm I'm really happy that like more yo-yoers are using like different kinds of music nowadays because mm-hmm. like. I just remember that, like, I feel like there was an era where just everybody used, like, really, like, homogenous music, and mm-hmm. it sort of is, like, still kind of like that. Like, I wish there was more variety, but, I mean, now you have guys like, you know, like, Dylan Ostrowski is using, like, the Grateful Dead at New York States, and, That's like, cool. I'm watching the freestyle, and it's, he's doing all these, like, really crazy, like, technical yeah. tricks to like, the Grateful Dead, and I'm like, this is dope. Like, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, really into this. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the variety. Like, I don't know. I like it. Like when you go to a concert or something, you don't like us. Like if it sounded the exact same on every single song, you're going to leave and be like, oh, that I like that song. I like that sound, but it wasn't that entertaining. I like I like when it's just all over the place. It may be within like the same genre or whatnot, but they're able to showcase their talent in different ways. And like, that's what I like about like what we're seeing in yo-yoing right now. Like there's I think everybody's kind of for the most part. I mean, people tend to go towards like that dubstep element because I think it's mm-hmm. it's a little easier to choreograph to. But even like they're pulling in pop songs into that, you know, mm-hmm. so it makes it easier to watch for the the, for the non yo yoer. Yeah, totally, and I and I think you're totally right. Like the the variety, I think, is like the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't mind like a I don't I, I seriously like if someone's doing like a super cool routine to like a wub wub type song and mm-hmm. it's like super well choreographed. Like best example of this I can think of is like. I think it was Gentry's Worlds freestyle from like 2015. Mm-hmm. He like he like used this trap song, and I remember Gentry's freestyles are always like this for me. I like I watch it on the stream, and I'm like, huh, like that was like kind of weird. Like I don't really know what I think. And then I watch it back, and I kind of like watch it more carefully, and yeah. it's like he's just he's choreographing like every single it's, move, it's and perfect. in that song in particular, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, oh man, like this is this is like really cool looking. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and like with uh, him, he takes he takes really simple stuff and makes it look cool. So I think that was was that the year that he used the replay? I think twenty fifteen. He used he used the replay to win nationals, okay. but I actually I actually preferred his even though okay, so he he would probably get mad at me for saying this because he switched at worlds, but I actually yeah. preferred his worlds freestyle because I thought okay. it was I thought it like looked for some reason it looked cooler to me. Yeah. Um because he used the same song throughout the whole freestyle. Mm-hmm. And at Nationals he did it. He changed the music. And like okay. one of the changes that he made was he switched songs in the middle of the routine. Mm-hmm. Um and I actually I, I preferred the freestyle with only one song. Okay. Um but yeah, there was this, there's this one point, like just to, I think, show how he can take like a cool trick and make it look cool. And like, that's, that's what I like, but he was doing a front style combo and the music, it, it sounds like Jaws and dubstep or trap music mm-hmm. or whatever, but he does a yeah. sick and he just moves it around his body and it just looks so cool. It's oh like, yeah. That's, that's, that's like, how we make yo-yo being cool. That's like the classic, like really cool gentry mm-hmm. trick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we talked style. We kind of talked like 
so outside of like John Ando, who would who would be some of your favorite yo-yoers, and and how have they influenced your style? So Drew, my my list is always changing, <laughs> as any as any top as any top yo-yo player will tell you, mm-hmm. or just any yo-yo player will tell you. Oh, it's yeah. like the list is always changing. It's like one week for me, it's like Daniel Kim is like my favorite yo-yoer. Like the next week, my favorite yo-yoer is like I'm looking at like I'm watching like classic freestyles, and I'm like, yeah, like Yuki's my favorite. Um, but so, so I thought a lot about this question. I actually boiled it down to I've I've curated a list of of six yo-yoers. All right. <laughs> And, and four of them I've selected as the yo-yoers who I feel like have impacted my tricks and the way that I think about yo-yoing. Mm-hmm. And then two picks are just the yo-yoers that I like, just like watching. Right. So, so, okay, here we go. So, so Ando taught me that tricks should be really big and easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, Yusuke Otsuka uh, taught me that tricks should be as minimal as possible. Nice. Um, Zach Gormley probably influenced the way that I think about yo-yoing the most mm-hmm. of any yo-yoer. Um, probably just because I talked to him so much about yeah. yo-yoing. Um, he told me this like crazy thing one time that just blew my mind. He was like, "Yeah, I have like a notebook, and when I make a trick, I'll like write down the start mount and the end mount, and then I can just look at my notebook and say, oh, like I ended this trick in trapeze, and this other trick starts in trapeze.' So he would just be able to like." think of and make new combos that way and oh, i was like cool. for some reason I, that just sticks with me as just being like a cool way to think about yo-yoing mm-hmm. i don't know and then um akatoshi tokubuchi probably influenced my performance style the most of any yo-yoer and the way that i think about freestyles more than any yo-yoer okay. um and going back to the back to those four people i was definitely in like the i was in the wave of people who like idolized yusuke in like mm-hmm. 2014 2015 we were like dude this guy is doing nothing and like winning yo-yo contests <laughs> so then like a bunch of us like started to sort of think about yo-yoing in that way and yeah. uh sort of like i think we kind of like influence like the way that people yo-yo nowadays um for better or worse but like somehow this like idea has sort of permeated yo-yoing now yeah so yeah, those are my four people who have influenced my yo-yoing the most. And then my uh, oh, I, I oh, I've added a seventh one. I kind of right, forgot bonus. about this. So then, so then, uh, yeah, Takeshi Matsura for the coolest tricks and stage swagger of yeah. any yo-yoer. And then Sterling is like the best five A player of all time, bar none. Uh, yeah, and then I that I also wrote down Sage, the guy who I was talking about earlier, because he nice. created Iron Whip. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, there you go. That's, cool. That's my curated list All of right, seven nice. seven yo-yoers <laughs> who influenced my style the most. <laughs> Very on the rails answer. <laughs> hey, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> cool. So then, uh, kind of moving on from like your favorite yo-yoer, did you have any mentors? I know you, you talked about uh, Zach Warmly a little bit. So him was there anybody else that really helped you kind of get into into it a little bit more? Oh man, yeah. So Zach, so. Zach was like the first like person who I met in yo-yoing, which like looking back on this, it's a good person to meet. <laughs> I know, it, like it kind of makes me feel like I sort of my like perspective of yo-yoing got like skewed or something because I like okay. met like an eventual world champion yeah. as like the first person. <laughs> a lot of people don't have one of those to, to go talk I know, to on a daily basis. Oh man, it's so weird too because like I discovered after like after like years of like hanging out with Zach that we like grew up like maybe five or ten minutes away from each other really it was like a very like just random thing but anyhow uh yes i I don't know i talked to zach a lot and we would just hang out and yo-yo a lot and i don't know um but then other mentors oh man 
not really like a mentor, but like one of like the first people who I met in Yoyang, who's like a really good friend of mine, was Michael Furtico. Okay. I remember he just like hit me up online or something like that and like told me that he thought that I was really good at yo-yoing. And I was like the first time that someone had ever told me that they thought that I was good at yo-yoing. Cool. <laughs> I was like, this is cool. I, this guy's pretty good at yo-yoing too. Yeah. Like, yes, he is. <laughs> maybe we can be friends. <laughs> and that's that's kind of how that worked. Um, cool. Yeah, it was actually so kind of funny. I, uh, he was oh, yeah, go ahead. He was the last guest on the show, but I asked him, I was like, who should I get on here next? And he goes, Patrick Caney, don't even think about it. Just message him. And as soon as we got done calling, I texted you or I messaged you on Instagram. and was like, all right, we got this. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate the plug from Bird. That guy getting, getting a cosign from Bird is huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Not really any other Yo-Yo mentors. That's a, that's um, a pretty solid list, though. I know it's no, it's short, but that's it's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like so like privileged because like. Mm-hmm. It's very strange because, like, like I said, I like a lot of these people like kind of came up going to like yo-yo clubs and and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like that just wasn't really a thing here. But I was like lucky enough to have like one of the best yo-yoers in the United States, like ten minutes from where I live. That's awesome. <laughs> so it was like I was like really lucky, I guess. <laughs> All right, so uh, onto the opposite end of that spectrum. So any up and comers to keep an eye on that you can think of? Oh man. Um, okay, so. Probably my favorite like new gen player is Daniel Kim. Yeah, I don't know if he's considered an up and comer anymore. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Oliver Nushu's also a member of Team Unparalleled. He can do like every style like nice. really well. Yeah. Um, I'm also kind. I'm also kind of a Jax fan. Mm-hmm. Jax Jax is just killing it and is bringing the energy to the stage. Uh, the other yoyos that I like who have been they're they're not they're kind of in like a weird like mid school phase mm-hmm. is uh I like Dylan Ostrowski a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I like Aiden Koch a lot. Um Oh man. Yeah, those guys are kind of in like a mid school phase. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if they're really like up and comers, but um yeah, those those are those are probably the the people who I would plug. Cool. Cool. So let's uh let's move on to the competition side of things in a different route. Sure. So like what does the creative process kind of look like for you when it comes to like building a routine, building tricks, all that good stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I think it's, I think it's interesting to sort of hear how like all these different yo-yoers kind of like take different mm-hmm. approaches when it comes to how they build tricks or freestyles or, or whatever. Um, Cause like for me, like, like I said earlier, I'm now prioritizing tricks that I just really like doing. Yeah. Which like means that most of the tricks that I make are just like, I would, I, well, in previous years, I would not do them in competitions, mm-hmm. but like now I'm planning on doing them in competitions because I just like doing them the most. Nice. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my trick creation process is like so random. It's like sometimes I'll just yo-yo and like film myself and like look back at it later. Um, sometimes I like set a specific goal for a trick and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do a trick that's kind of like this and like sort mm-hmm. try and make it. Um, I remember when I, I was going through like this really like I was trying to be like a like a really like artistic yo-yo or I was like, oh I'm gonna be like the cool yo-yo who has like this new trick theory. And my trick theory was I could create tricks based on like the four elements. Alright. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, I'll make a like a trick inspired by like stone and like <laughs> it just it just didn't work out. Like <laughs> Um But yeah, no, so that's like tricks are like so random for me. Mm-hmm. But like routines, I definitely like have a pretty like focused process. All right. Um, 
and it, it always for me starts with I just am constantly like yelling to music and like wondering like what kind of like new music I can I can use. Mm-hmm. So I curate like a yo-yo music playlist that like if I ever hear a song and I'm just like, oh, I feel like I could like probably yo-yo to this. I'll just add it to the playlist. Right. Um, or if I think somebody else could use it, I'll add it to the playlist yeah. and like send it to them later and be like, hey, check this song out. Um, and then I after that, like if I know that a contest is coming up, I'll like sort of start with like what kind of impression I want my routine to leave. Like, do I want people to be watching my routine and be like really focused on like everything that I'm doing? Or like, do I want my routine to be something where I'm doing like a couple of things that are like really big and impressive and like cool and like very high energy. Um, and that kind of like dictates like the kind of music that I pick. So then I, so then I go to my, uh, my bespoke yo-yo playlist <laughs> and uh, just start like looking at the songs and I'm like, okay, like I feel like this song could Do probably it. help me yep. achieve this vibe. Um, yeah. And I just sort of casually yo-yo to it for a little while. And if I, if I find a part that I think is really good, mm-hmm. I'll like choreograph that part. And then if I find enough parts that I think are good, I'll make a cut of the song and then I'll actually start building the freestyle from there. So it's like, but the, the, mm-hmm. the nice thing about doing it this way is that like, by the time I finally like cut my freestyle to like three minutes, I'm like 80% done. Cause I like yeah. already know like kind of what I'm doing. Cause it's like really based on like, Oh, I think this part would be really good. And mm-hmm. like this part would be really good. And I think I can like create a transition at this part. And like the mood is the mood transition is like really good as well. So um, yeah, it, it always like starts with like an impression for me though. Cause like for worlds I knew like, so like back in like, back in like 2018, like the end of 2018, I knew that I was going to go to, I, I, well, I knew that I was going to go to Worlds 2019, mm-hmm. but I like didn't know if I was going to compete. Yeah. And I was like, if I do compete, I really like want to make finals. And like, that's like my goal. And that's like the last thing I need to do in Yayoi before I'm like really happy. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I like, so I like made like all these freestyles with like the goal of like, okay, if I like make finals, I just want to do like a freestyle that's like really like cool and mm-hmm. different than like what everybody else is doing. And be sort of like, sort of like a more like somber routine. Mm-hmm. So I had to like, I had to like iron and wine for a while. Like I really wanted to like do a freestyle to this like song that it's it's like a version of a song that Iron and Wine plays. It's like playing at like the wedding during Twilight. And I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be like a really cool freestyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like I had this freestyle for the longest time. I had to like, uh, I had to that. I had to like Johnny Cash cover of Hurt for a long time because I thought that would be like the kind of the vibe mm-hmm. that I was going. For. So I was like, you're yeah, into like all these like weird songs. And then I just remember at like MWR like 2019, someone, I forget who it is. I could like, I should probably like look this up because it was just like, I think it was just totally like just a person who I had never heard of before just did a prelim to Dream On. And I was like, man, this song would actually be like really cool for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I like added it to my playlist and I like found a part that I really liked and was like, all right, cool. I could probably make a freestyle of this. And then I just made it and did it like a couple weeks later. So they it was not a long process to make the freestyle. I eventually did. Yeah. Nice. Even though I like had been like building freestyles yeah. for like a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had all the parts like ready to go. You just had to plug it into the right song. Yeah. That's like, that's the key is like you sometimes, sometimes like the song just finds you and mm-hmm. it's like, this is like the one that I have to do. Um, and then I guess, I guess another thing that I sort of do that's like part of my practice routine now is for worlds at least I practice strictly on like my just random like plastic yo-yo and then just change my yo-yo like the week before worlds and right. yeah I did that because I was like oh yeah if I yo-yo with like a worse yo-yo or like a exactly. slightly worse yo-yo or whatever, I'll probably like 
find it way easier to use a metal yo-yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, see that on a random side note. I swam in college and like we'd wear drag suits and all that. And then you go into the yeah. big race and you're wearing your tech suit and it feels like I don't know, you're just flying through the water. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. Honestly, um, I'm surprised more people don't do that. Cause like, I mean, I'll, I'll go play with like my, the yo-yo that I use the most, it's a really wide yo-yo. So I'll go play with like a plastic one if I'm struggling to hit tricks. Then I go to the wide yo-yo and it's no problem. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like an easy thing to do. I mean, like fortunately, like plastic yo-yos are like good enough to where like I can do like every trick in my world's freestyle, like on a plastic yo-yo, like no problem. But yeah, I mean, if you like, if you made like a training yo-yo or something like that, I, I don't know. Like it, it's like an easy thing to do, I think. Yeah, I think I was actually like inspired by Gentry, I think, because I think he he like trained on like the pop star or something. All right. And I was like. It's like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. Like, yeah. I'll just give it a shot. I don't know. Sorry, that's like a really like rambly answer to your oh, no question. No worries. Answer the <laughs> questions. That's all good. Yeah, but no, I I love making yo-yo routines. I'm like, it, it, I'm like constantly making like new freestyles and routines that I think are like cool because mm-hmm. I just like yo-yoing to music. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, like this is like a cool part. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> cool. So like in that, when you're building up to that contest, what does like a standard practice look like for you? I've gone through like a lot of phases of like how I practice for yo-yo contests. Mm-hmm. Like in a few years ago, I was like, "Oh, I need to like focus for like an hour and like do like this many reps of my freestyle, and like that's when I'll be happy." Mm-hmm. Um, and like now, 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 leading up to worlds, I like kind of like went back into that mindset because like I, I the goal that I set for myself was like, "Oh, I just want to make finals." Like, mm-hmm. so I just practiced like my prelim and semi like. I would do it like maybe like 10 times a day. Like I would just okay. do a session where I would just do it like 10 times and like that was it. And it would take me like, you know, 20 minutes or half an hour or whatever. Like, cause I would just yo-yo mm-hmm. do, do my routine, take a little break, like do the routine again. And honestly, I think that that just works fine. Cause it's like very little time commitment. And then mm-hmm. every once in a while I would just like, I would do like reps of my finals routine or something like that. But I've like never been a person who really like practices my final all that much. It's like <laughs> I'm always like, oh, I like paid for like the one minute, so I should like just <laughs> practice. Like I didn't pay for three minutes of yo-yoing, yeah. and I'm like, because my goal is always just to make finals, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, if I make finals, like my, my goal is just to like do a cool freestyle that like people will like. Yeah, um, it probably takes a lot of the stress off too going into finals. Yeah, totally. Like, and I think like a lot of yo-yoers kind of go through this progression where. You know, at some point in their like, if they're like a like a competitive yo-yoer, they'll be like really focused on like, oh, I want to like do my best at the contest and like get like a good result. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like either you get the good results or you don't. But like something clicks and you sort of realize like, oh yeah, like yo-yoing is like not really about like, I don't know, like doing 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 the best and like winning every contest. Mm-hmm. At least at least like to, to some of us. I mean, to some people, like I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think it's like as long as people are having fun with yo-yoing and like enjoying what they're doing, like that's the most important thing to me. And if the thing that is fun for you is like winning contests, like you should totally do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like for me personally, I sort of just realized like, Oh, I have like way more fun sort of just like showing a cool routine that I think people will like. Cool. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great way to look at it. Uh, so onto your, so we talked a little bit about your practice setup with the plastic yo-yo, but what's your competition setup look like? Um, so yeah, I use the I use the unparalleled recognition in either red, the scales light blue color, nice. or 
the new the new canny fade color. Yeah, <laughs> one nice. of one of those three. Um, yeah, and then just a uh, kitty string fat. I used I used like this like random Sochi string at Worlds. It was like the Tyler string. I used okay. that at Worlds and Nationals. Um, and then I used the grippiest pads I can find. Uh, Diffio concave bearing, which I've been using for like five years. It's a good choice. <laughs> and then uh, if I'm doing five A, I'm using the Poricon. Okay. And then uh, yeah, in 2020, watch out for for a new unparalleled yo-yo or two that I might be competing nice. with. <laughs> nice. That's exciting. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I was when I was listening through like people talking to you about their yo-yo setups. I was like, That's I feel bad. like I'm like way pickier than most of these people. Yeah, which I don't it's, know if it's bad. But... Yeah, it made me laugh when Michael said that. I'm like, I have a very specific bearing that I like. I have a very specific like I use basically one yo-yo, and I'm like, right. Yeah, very picky about it. <laughs> yeah, and like Fertico is like, oh yeah, I just use like different string for like different routines. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, prelims I use a short string, finals I use a really long string, and like I just like use whatever like random thing I find. And it's like, yeah, it's like people sort of just have different perspectives. I don't yeah. know, like yeah. Then I I practice on the I practice on the what's it called the antidote. Yeah, the antidote. That's like the yo-yo that I practiced mm-hmm. on. Yeah, which is still still a very capable yo-yo in its own. Oh yeah, it's so good. Like, oh my gosh. Like if I could just recommend a yo-yo to people, like that's the one I'd recommend. Like it's it's so fun, even if you're like into yo-yoing. I don't know. Nice. We're gonna wrap up part one right there. I hope you enjoyed the episode so far. Be sure to keep an eye out for part two and don't forget to hit that subscribe button.